Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Joining Mr. Suter, it's Pat Hardy from hawkfanatic.com. And Pat, did you, uh, I just got this. Uh, uh, Tory Taylor uh, has been named to the 2021 uh, Ray Guy Award <laughs> watch list. Okay. He and how many, 800 other punters? <laughs> is that what is that? Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, watch list or, well, you know, we'll post it on Hawk Fanatic. It's, well, and yeah, he earned it. He earned it, and Linderbaum got named to the Outland watch list, the Remington watch list, and Tyler Goodson got named to the Doak Walker watch list. Kirk Ferentz got named to the, what was it, the Bobby Todd watch <laughs> There's just so many watch lists, it's, it's kind of silly. And then they narrow it down to 100 two weeks into the season. And then, and then, they, then they bring it back up to 200 midway through the season. <laughs> and, but no, it's, it, it's, yeah, he earned it, and um, it'd be cool if he won it. I mean, he's the, reigning, he's the reigning Big Ten punter of the year, so he's got a lot to live up to, his own standard. And he's only a sophomore, but I think with Tory, if Tory has a big year, I mean, I could see if he ends up making All-American or whatever, I mean, I could see him. Well, he didn't need like 25 or he's 6. He's 24 now. I could see him pursuing NFL. I yeah. mean, that's obviously what he wants to do. And But, yeah, I think he came here. I think he's around 24 right now. So, yeah, good for him. I, the watch list stuff, though, just kind of goes in one ear and out the other for me now. Yeah. I mean, it is It is nice. So you got anything better, be, Captain, than that? Any better news? Better to be on the list than not on the list. True. True. Um, you know, I got some better news. What's that? How's the well doing? Uh, uh, well, the well is it has started. It, the well's done. The well's done. But they got to run. They got to run the well to, to the station now. Yeah. To the building. so big trench. Well, just so you know, probably. I ate I ate Long John's yesterday. So if if I need to rush back there, it's am I, fine. I can do it. Oh yeah, we got that yeah. big tank of water in there. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you use the aerosol spray when you're done. I did not eat. I did not eat again yesterday. <laughs> really? Did not. And all I got was the two piece. And it was, don't get me wrong, it was great. I ate it driving home from hands all greasy on the <laughs> steering wheel. Just, Did you get the fish? Or I the... got the two-piece fish. Yeah, I don't like their chicken. It's too dry for me. I get the two-piece fish, two hush puppies. And their orders of fries aren't a lot. You don't get a lot. And But it you I couldn't. Did you get the crispies? Oh, there was a ton of those, and they didn't charge me. <laughs> wow. and, and I ate it all, and, but I couldn't function the rest of the day. I mean, I, it just beat me to submission. <laughs> And I'm knocking it, but I'm also loving it because I'd probably do it again. <laughs> well, I haven't had Long John's for a couple of years. Steve and I went up to, uh, well, we went to Muscatine a few years ago. Yeah. Was that the last time? Well, didn't you guys go up to Cedar Rapids a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, was... but we couldn't get. Yeah, I was the only one in the drive through yeah. but this was about one fifteen when I was there, so uh, maybe I timed it right. And they were very friendly, but they have no sit-down in there. No. And they say they don't think they're going to have it anytime soon. There were six people in the drive-thru and two people had the wrong, had order. the wrong orders that were waiting for their proper orders. So you guys left, I assume? Yes. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, it went right easily for me once I figured out how to do it. I went right up to the window, and I didn't realize that you have to go. It's kind of tricky there the way they have that drive yeah, set it's up. Weird. I mean, it was just. But then I went around and ordered, but uh, but it was great. I mean, the fish was so hot. I mean, it was just scalding hot, and I had the meal done before I even got onto three eighty. That's how hungry <laughs> I was. But man, I you know you joke about it, and but I'm not joking. It just it just beat me to submission. It's well, fried food. I mean, can do that. If, if Long John Silver's could figure out a way to team with the medical um, system, they could help with colonoscopies. I think with prep. <laughs> I think they could make prep better, but the problem is you're putting something in there, but trust me, it's all coming out. So oh, yeah. You think they've ever tried to talk to the medical profession? I, I do not. You don't think they've ever tried to make that no. connection? No. no. Okay, well, listen, well, once, 24 hours before surgery, all you do is eat Long John Silver's. <laughs> Man, it, but it was good. Well, I would love some chicken planks. I'm going to get some one of these days. Yeah, no, the French fries were, I mean, like I said, I could have used a few more French fries. And there was only two, two hush pups, but they did give me a ton of that. What do you guys call those things? Crispies. Crispy. I got a ton of those. They're so just hard to eat when you're driving. 115? About 115, I was the only one in the drive-thru. Right. And they gave me directions from Lance Forbes' office on how to get there, and it was easy. And then the Long John Silver's gave me, because, you know, I haven't been to Cedar Rapids in over since before the pandemic, and... I've never been to Cedar Rapids very often other than to go to certain places. So yeah. I don't really, but then the guy's like, you know, the quickest way to get onto 380 is just keep going west out to Highway 30. Boom. Yeah. And it was right. I mean, right. he gave me the great directions. They were very friendly. The food was great going down. It just, it just <laughs> did the Long John Silver thing. And oh, there hey, you go. Joe Wieskamp's going to be calling in at 10 o'clock oh, this great. morning. Um, oh, cool. Um, I got that well, set up. Well, is the draft tonight? The draft's tomorrow. Got oh, that tomorrow. set up. And Luca Garza got back to me. He's trying to figure out a way, but I. But he's got a workout, I believe, with a. I said to Luca, "Don't, you know, if you can't do it, you can't do it." But he, the fact that he reached out to me after I reached out to him and said, "You know, I got to talk to my agency. I don't, you know, I t- don't need these guys to clear their schedule to come on with us." But the fact that he's even trying, I really appreciate. And Matt Weitzel helped arrange Joe's interview. I, I saw Joe did a TV interview with the Quad City Times. I think he talked to the Register. So this is the week I think Joe's doing all this stuff and. I know our listeners would love to hear from him, so he's going to call, and yep. we got him from like 10 to 10.15. Fabulous. So we can talk to him about the draft and about how the process has gone, and you know, getting, he's engaged, and I mean, there's a lot going on in his life. He's already graduated from college. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a great story. No call? No. Hung, hung up? Yeah. Patience. Yep. Was it because I was talking? People yes, how dare you? People <laughs> dial and they call and it rings and it really gets tiring after a while. Yeah, it does. <laughs> hey, what's going on now? What did you just say? Uh, people just call you all the time. Well, and then hang up. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that the gist of the show, hey. though, kind of? The morning kind of. show? Well, yeah, but... You, you encourage callers until they call? Yeah. Is that how it works? Well, it depends on the call, doesn't yeah. it? True, true. It probably was fake Ackerman or something. But Who I kept be- waiting to get hungry because I ate at 1. Then about eight thirty nine o'clock, I'm like, you know, I still feel like I ate five minutes ago. You know, that's what... And then Souter will go to me, oh, how could you forget to eat? Sometimes you're just not hungry. Not hungry. I yeah. wasn't forgetting to eat. I have huh. chicken that I have chicken in the refrigerator that I, it says either use or freeze by the 28th, which is today. I'll make it today. I thought I would make it last night, but I just had no motivation because I wasn't hungry. Yeah, I just, just never got my appetite back. Sometimes again. you just aren't hungry. Uh, never happened. And so with Long John Silver's, <laughs> I mean, the meal that I ordered was 1,470 calories, according to the menu. Did you eat them all. I ate everything, but then that's all I all I ate yesterday. So that's so that's not much. That's really not that much. And um, 
and I also went for a five-mile walk, so I burned half those calories. So I only consumed about 700 calories of food yesterday. So oh, you did all right. I had two steak sandwiches yesterday. Nothing how big were they? Them, just uh, how big were they? Delicious. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know how many, but I mean, yeah, from the from the uh, cattlemen, they were just maybe a quarter pounder ish, maybe. Yeah, okay. oh, no, they I, were just great. I love steak sandwiches. Oh man, I, they were. Good. I make a mean one at home too, but it's pretty easy. You just buy the ribeye steak sandwich stuff at Hy-Vee, cook it on the grill, t- toast a bun. I like mine plain, maybe with a little cheese. I don't like anything. I, we didn't have anything. I didn't I have like anything, anything in mine. Did you just, put anything on yours? No, but they're beautifully seasoned. Yeah. Yeah, they're seasoned, but people... Really good. I've seen people get steak sandwiches and put, like, ketchup on them. No. Like, no kidding. No. no. Or put ketchup on a steak. No. No, I told you the story about my high school prom. My buddy, we ordered prime rib from Guido's in Des Moines, which was known for prime. Did the best. And my buddy had the waitress bring out ketchup, and the cook came out and was pissed. Good. Like, what are you doing? And, you know, the cook, I, we thought he was sort of joking, but he kind of overreacted a little bit. I mean, he was offended. <laughs> it was this beautiful, big, bloody piece of prime <laughs> rib, and my buddy's just dipping it into freaking uh, ketchup. Ew. Hello. Well, hello. hello. <laughs> Jesus. Hey. This is what I was talking about, Pat. Uh-huh. I had bazillion, bazillion, bazillion calories last week. Holy shnikes. I'll bet you enjoyed and every it, one of them. I did, you know, and uh, I'm sure the cattlemen's there in Johnson County are the same as the cattlemen's in uh, Muscatine County. God, those those ribeye sandwiches just melt in your mouth, don't yeah, they? They do. they do. They really do. I don't know how they season yeah. them, but wow. I don't know. Between that and the pork yeah. producers and... You know, the pulled pork was just ridiculously good. You know, and coming from a yep. Jew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know pulled yep. pork. No, I tell you, I'm sure Johnson County will have a very successful fair. We certainly did in Muscatine County. I mean, it was about double what we've done before. Oh, excellent. Um, the carnival did well. People want to come out, and, you know, kids were having fun, adults were having fun. It was super hot, but um, you know it's it's uh, certainly not back to normal. But people are wanting to get out and, and congregate and have a good time. So well, it's the end of July um, in Iowa. It gets yeah. it gets hot. Yeah. you know that's all there is to yep. it. Yep. And uh, yep. I got to talk with Hunter briefly, and uh, I I didn't see Steve. I know I, darn well he had to have been stumbling around there somewhere. I I said I was out there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I you said you were. <laughs> I, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I yeah. didn't. I didn't oh, well. say I was out there, but but I was. Uh, that was there in spirit. Maybe next year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, just wanting you to know I'm still alive. Uh, thanks, Dougie. Thank you. In case anybody was worried. Okay, bye. <laughs> Uh, dog can handle county fairs. The calories don't count. Everyone knows that. Yeah. What, at the fair they don't yeah, count? No. 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 Did you have a funnel cake? Did they have funnel cake? All I there? had was a steak sandwich and a pulled pork, and that, and that was really all I ate at the fair. Oh, okay. I had some ice cream. I, people think that I'm a libtard. I am going to now dispel my party, the Democrats. Okay. Okay. 
When I get, I know it's free, the popcorn, but it shouldn't be half a bag of popcorn and half a bag of salt. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Real salty. Oh. What's that have to do with politics? <laughs> well, the Democrats are handing it out. Oh. <laughs> Honest to God, I couldn't eat it. <laughs> I mean, it was there was so much salt on it. They want you to do, then, the, then you'll get beverages. You'll spend money on drinks. Well, That's how they, they make their money. They, well, they're not selling drinks. They, <laughs> no, they're, they're giving not. away the popcorn. What do you mean they're not? They're not selling beverages out there. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, they but, are, the, but Democrats aren't. Democrats are. Oh, I didn't realize the Democrats have the monopoly on the popcorn at the fair. I was not. No, aware I don't of believe they do. Somebody else got. Popcorn? Oh, they sell popcorn down by the. Oh yeah, well they sell it, but yes. I mean these guys are handing it. It, it really was. What do the Republicans sell? Uh, well, if uh, false promises and uh, <laughs> and if you're male, if you go by, they kick you in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no proof of that. It's just, what I, it's just what I heard. Do we have another call? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hey there. Yeah, I briefly was at the fair yesterday. I actually stopped by and got Hudson, my son, a sucker from your stand. So All thank right. you for that. Good work, you. Um, yeah, um, I grabbed them for myself. Um, didn't know if there was an age limit on those. But anyway, there isn't. Uh, what's, uh, I, I really didn't look into what Jack Sparrow was up to, but why is Jack Sparrow out there at the fair? That was a very good question. Not sure. Who's Jack Sparrow? I mean, he, he, He's he a played Pirates the of the Caribbean. Well, I, I was confused on what he was advertising. We kind of were, too. I'm sure he had some skit or something, but, yeah, we don't know. But, yeah, he was out there. Yeah, yeah. No, he offered the two-and-a-half-year-old a shot of rum. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a character from the movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I never yeah. saw it. Johnny saw Depp. Thanks. I never saw it. thanks for stopping I by the I think I watched like five minutes of that movie, and I'm like, eh, kind of like Edward Scissorhands. I thought the first one was, was reasonably good. Edward Scissorhands was one of the dumbest movies I've ever attempted to watch. I don't think I watched it. I made that. it through. Captain, have you seen that? Uh-uh. It was no, just, I didn't like the premise. It was just so stupid. I've never quite gotten the Johnny Depp thing. I just thought it was, yeah, Most I, I didn't like the premise go- of his hands being scissors. Yeah, I Most of his movies are goofy. Just what a yeah. stupid plot. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Depp's best work was in Platoon when he was Lerner. That was his first movie ever made. He was uh, had a small part in the movie Platoon. but I haven't. Re- I did see Pirates of the... I think I saw How about it. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? You know... I saw the one scene with his mother on the bed, and I just, I just, that was enough. Yeah. Now, <laughs> that was really now enough. you can watch that on TLC, <laughs> the, the Life Channel. Yeah. They do that stuff all the time. Yeah, 600-pound life. We were watching that the night before, the, when we were in um, Indianapolis, the night before in the hotel, we happened to stumble upon, and it was the, my 600-pound. And mm. the lady had gone from 730 down to like 580, but then... She got lazy again and gained another 60, 70 pounds and went back. And the doctor Jesus. basically railed on her and just said, you know, we can't do this surgery until you. And, it was, and then I'm sitting there, God, I'm watching 600-pound life in a hotel on a Thursday night in Indianapolis. It was just like. I know so many people that have done the surgery and gained it back. Yeah. Well, doesn't it shrink and, your and stomach? I mean, yeah, but it, it, they can't like, it just grows it back. It just, I don't know how it works, but I mean, I've, I know people that have got the surgery and, and they gain it, you know, just. 
I don't think I know. I don't know what you do, surgery. you know. And I got a problem. I've had a problem with weight all my life. I get skinny. I get, you know. Now I'm on, you know, certain. Well, and you're short too. That doesn't and, help. No, and I'm getting shorter. You're the and guy that from really up. Really doesn't help. The guy from up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Every time I see that now, for some reason, I think of you. Yeah, thank you. You've seen that movie, haven't you? Sure? The guy oh, from sure. Up. It's yeah. a good movie. I liked it. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, the first time I watched, it, I was like, "This is interesting." And I, I just found myself watching it from start to finish. Yeah. But um, and that it wasn't Ed Asner, his voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I thought that was an interesting premise for a. Uh, so, am I the only one of the three of us watching some Olympics? I've watched an Olympics. I've watched a little, but I watched the, a little the, last night. The time zone difference makes it hard. It does. And. A lot of it, I just it doesn't draw my attention. You know, and I don't know uh, what the deal is with Simone Biles, and she's really, getting ripped. Yeah, she, and I don't get that. I don't either. get that either. You, you know, mean why they're ripping her? No, they're calling no. her a quitter, and it's just yeah. Uh, Fox is ripping her apart. You know, I mean, she. Well, yeah, but they're ripping the cops that testified well, yesterday. Yeah, Laura Ingram was ra- giving them like Oscar rankings. I mean, what a sick, yeah, psychotic just, nutbag. I mean, I just don't get that. Yeah, well, but I mean, I hope she Simone's can, okay. Well, me too. She's 24. She is considered one of the best athletes in the world. She always will be. She can't perform. I mean, and, and she's admitting it. You know, she wasn't ready. You could tell she yeah. just wasn't herself. I'm just not not ready. And she didn't want to bring down her team or herself. But I don't know why everything's got to be some big why, conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. Why is it a big deal? She's got. She's got. I've got. It's a, a big deal issue. because. It doesn't happen very often, but I don't think that means yeah. that More you got to judge her else. and oh no, no. of and course say not. it's no. Part she's already proven herself. but it's a big deal because she's the best that's ever competed okay. in the sport, also- and on the biggest stage she couldn't go. But she, she has gone through this crap since she was a little teeny kid, right? And she's been doing it and doing it and doing it. Well, she's also she's, had some, you know, a lot yeah. of. Tra- yeah, yeah, she has. drama Sex- in her life, a lot yeah. of controversy. Sexually abused by that. that Doesn't she have so- a brother who was in? Yeah, she had a brother who's had some incidents. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah. tough. I, no. I don't try to judge him. I mean, I. She's so, twenty four now, and probably she can't perform like she did, uh, and maybe her mentally she can't concentrate. Whatever, she doesn't have to prove. You don't have to prove something to someone else. No. I might have done a good radio show once. Doesn't mean I'll do well, it again. Well, I think more than once. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'll do it again. It's like three weeks ago I thought we had a good one. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I just don't understand people ripping her. I don't either. No, I don't either. My guess is it's probably political. My well, guess is she, it's probably more... But she's not political. She's, I know, but what I'm saying... Don't you think most of the people ripping her, are you assuming they're probably... Of course. Um, Magnus. They're probably magnets. Of course they are. And they're ripping her. And why do you think they're ripping her? I don't know. I'm reading. Because so- she's black. Okay. Well, she's black. And she's a woman. She's a woman. I mean, you can go on and on. Uh, you know, I've seen people, uh, and surprisingly so, that are cheering on, you know, the, because somebody uh, uh, took a knee or whatever. They're cheering on uh, opposing. Countries. Oh, I found uh, there's a, a get that prominent right wing journalist. I can't remember who it was on Twitter. She was celebrating the fact that the men's basketball team lost and that the women's soccer team lost. And 
she was she was saying the men, I guess, were getting ready to play Iran in basketball. She's like, now this one, I can't cheer for either team. That that's how it's ridiculous. That's how some of these people are. They're yeah, so they're so caught up in this stuff right now that they want certain parts of our. They hate the NBA because the NBA is viewed as pro China and pro left, and that's just it. That's so you hate them, and I just don't get it. They I don't just, hate Trump and Trump's Trump's whole business. His whole merchandise business is based in China. Yes. I mean... Yes, I just don't get it. It's tiresome. His and uh, Ivanka's. And Ivanka's, yeah. Yeah. She's got so many patents in China. I mean, I don't... uh, People are just ridiculous. They just simply are being ridiculous. No, and I think this is worse than even in the... I was Granted, I was a little kid in the 60s, but I think social media has changed everything and made everything yes. worse. I think this is, this is as worse as I can ever remember things. Yeah, I... With our country as, as divided as we are right now with certain narratives out there. I mean, just it's just amazing how bad things are. But luckily, sports is a nice escape. Supposed to be. I mean, we've got the you, NBA draft tomorrow night and Joe and Luca... A lot of mock drafts have them both going late in the second round. I've seen Joe I've seen earlier him, in the second I've round. I've seen Joe's high as 42, I think, is the highest I've seen him, which would make mid-second round. So, yeah, Joe has definitely helped his cause with the, with the combine. But basically, you know, and in some ways, I think, let's say Luca's not picked and, and, he's in the, and they're in the 50s. If I'm Luca, I would rather not get picked and try to be able to pick my team to go to as a free yeah. agent. Yep. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's an exciting time for both of them. I think they both are worthy of being on an NBA roster next year. I think Joe has proven that he can play at this level, so we'll just have to wait and see. And the other thing about them, and I know it doesn't matter much, but it should matter a little bit, neither one are any baggage at all. I mean, no. Any NBA, no. It, uh, any NBA team that picks them, there's just no baggage. There's nothing you have to worry about off the floor. And to me, that's a relief. They're both great kids. Responsible, uh, mature. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, they will, representatives. Han- they will handle all the NBA stuff off the court very well. It's just a matter of what they feel that they can do on the court. And I saw two where the men's basketball team and the entire support staff 100% vaccinated. vaccinated. Yep, they yep. tweeted that yesterday. I retweeted that. And yeah, that's good. I mean, that's it's great. That's great. And some people are like, well, it's hard to compare that with football. There's a lot more people in football. Sure, of course. I mean, way more people. So I, I don't think it's fair necessarily to make that comparison. I wish the football players would all get vaccinated, but that's just my opinion. And trust me, I have been ripped the last couple of days for that opinion. And now I'm arguing, or just not even arguing. I'm telling them to go away. Iowa State fans just won't stop telling me how great they are and how the Big Ten needs them in the worst way, and I just don't agree. Well, I don't either, and because they have had a fantastic football team exactly one year out of 120. Well, they've been good for the last two or three years. I mean, they've been been good. But this is a tiny window, and they're using this circumstance right now to say, look at us, look at us. Well, they still don't bring any additional markets or viewers. They have no tradition. They have nothing, no brand name. And all I've said, and there's some Iowa State fan, you know, why are you so threatened by us joining? I'm not threatened at all. I'm not threatened. I'm like, don't flatter yourself. I just don't think Iowa State is a good answer for the Big Ten in response to Oklahoma. No. And then some guy's like, do you realize that Iowa State had more streaming audience last for the bowl game than Oklahoma had for theirs? And I'm like, gee, then. have to do with and I And then I said, gee, I can't believe the SEC took Oklahoma over Iowa State then. I mean, it just, <laughs> it's just nonstop. And they're, they're talking about, it wears, you know, yeah. 
the well, there's just the same narrative over it. They just can't accept the fact that I don't think that Iowa State. I would be disappointed with Iowa State, and it has nothing to do with being threatened. They're just not good enough. I just don't think they've earned. They don't even have a baseball team. There are other. There are better choices out there for the Big Ten if they feel they must expand. And if the team, you know, a lot of people saying, well, they got to get UCLA, USC. Why would you I, UCLA and USC may, might not want to join the Big Ten? Huh? You know, my guess is they'd Fair rather enough. try to salvage to keep the big Pac-12. Because would you want to be USC traveling to Nebraska and Iowa? I mean, think about well, that. Well, I'd rather do that than travel to Rutgers or Maryland. <laughs> well, that would be part of it. You'd be. Are you talking about you as a fan, or are you talking about UCLA? I'm talking simply about travel. But yeah, but UCLA, the travel would be miserable for UCLA if they joined the Pac-12. Absolutely. Why would they want to do that if they can salvage something in the Pac-12? I don't. I don't see. I don't see UCLA and USC lining up to join the Big Ten. I just maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't. I just don't see it because, and I, yeah, they'd both be way better options than mm-hmm. Iowa State. But I mean, that's Absolutely. a big if. I mean, to think though, if you're UCLA and you're in the it's late November and you got to go play a football game at Nebraska. I mean, think about that. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. The SEC has made the move, and Oklahoma and Texas, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, the Big Tens, yes, they have to do something, but like I said, I don't think they have to do something right away. And I just think by just taking any Power 5 team, I, I just think it'll be a mistake if they take Iowa State. Then I have people telling me geography doesn't matter anymore. Yes, it does. Geography matters. It does. I mean, I, the Iowa State fans are telling me that all that matters now is streaming audience. They're saying that they bake all their – and no, that's not all they base their picks on, but I got to hear the same. It's amazing how many experts are always on Twitter under some, under some <laughs> alias. Well, they all are, whether they're doctors, scientists, uh, uh, you know, pundits. They're all experts on everything. They're all, yeah. uh, this uh, just, just then uh, from a story yesterday, um, the FBI is going through um, hundreds of hours of video to find uh, who left a swastika carved into an elevator at the State Department. <laughs> now, you don't get to go in the State Department anyway unless you're part of the State Department. It's not like you, they give a tour of it. Well, they probably will have it on video somewhere. I would think. Yeah. Why would you carve a swastika? Because you're stupid, stupid and you're... Racist. Yeah. Basically, that's basically kind of explains that I think. Yeah. So anyway, that's going on. So when did they say the swastika appeared? It appeared yesterday, and today they're combing the video. I would imagine that they will have video of this. I mean, I would think right there. If it's right, yeah, it's the State Department. I mean, so you're 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 thinking it's a politician that did it? Well, it's somebody you know. It's either a head of state, maybe somebody from another country having a meeting. Uh, you know, could be a secretary. Uh, we don't. Be you a don't secretary. know. Could be a janitor. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. It could be yeah. a janitor. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, they, but it will probably be on camera. I would hope so. As is most everything. Mm-hmm. So you know, we all saw the January sixth uh, insurrection. Yeah. We all saw it. It was videotaped by uh, hundreds of people. We saw it. We know what we saw. Yeah, man, I've never can't remember watching CNN and hearing the F word mentioned more. I mean, they said they're they're basically waving all the they used the testify the testimony from the black officer. Man, that was some strong stuff. I didn't see that stuff live. I watched it last night. 
And, you know, him talking about being called the N-word over and over, that was some pretty strong testimony. But then, yeah. like I said, Laura Ingram's making fun of him for being an actor, for just all woke act. I mean, activism. And I just, it's so depressing. I it mean, is. To think that people, I mean, I don't know why this has to be. Well, obviously this whole thing's political, but I... Well, I, this is why we're going to have problems in the fall. People will, you know, made the the vaccine a vaccine political, and so it's you know it's coming back. Oh, big time! Though the governor uh, last night uh, doesn't agree with the CDC and the Biden administration, even though in the last week our cases in Iowa have doubled. Yep. Mm-hmm. Look at Florida. Yeah, yeah, Florida is just a cess. I mean, you want to talk about the germ jar? Well, DeSantis <laughs> has even come out and said, "Get vaccinated." Yeah, well, and even that'll take when the, DeSantis says that, you yeah. know that things are yeah. rough. Yeah, yeah, no, it's unfortunate. I mean, I well, I went up to Diamond Dental yesterday, right on the door there. Got to wear a mask. Yeah, I brought my mask with me. They were all wearing masks. Yeah. Everyone working there was wearing a mask, and that's just the way things are going now. So. um I, I, like you said, I wouldn't surprise me if by September press conference and stuff over to Iowa, we're back to being told we have to wear masks again. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't, uh, you know, cut attendance. Well, we'll we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why when they announced we're going to be at full attendance, I remember saying to myself, "Let's hope." But that's this is such a fluid situation. I didn't really take it totally serious then, and they have, and they're still over, they're still a month over a month before the season opener so a lot can happen good and bad but right now everything that's happening is bad there's no positive trends with covid right now or if there is i can't find them are, are there anything other than the the best the vac- other than well that but i'm talking nationally other than no, the vaccine no there's nothing positive well, we're reliving 19 what was it 18 18 we're 19, reliving it again 1920 yeah yeah no, it's yeah, just, it it's came the same back crap. because people wouldn't take precautions and they had the same crap with smallpox yeah it's you got a segment of the population that is just stupid. stupid. Yeah. And, and it's going to impact sports. It's going to impact what we talk about on here. Yeah, yeah like it or not. And, uh, yeah, I just don't I don't get it. I was not surprised, though, that the basketball team was all vaccinated. I really wasn't. No, I mean It didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me at all. I mean, I think maybe there's a little different narrative over there. I mean, you got Patrick McCaffrey, who's battled with cancer. He's vulnerable, and I think his teammates want to, you know, I, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of factors working there. And I, I would like to think that Lisa's team will uh, be the same. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to think. So, yeah, I, I applaud the basketball team for, for doing that. And I don't, I'm not criticizing the football team for the less than 70%. All I wrote in that column was they're vulnerable and don't, don't go bitching and moaning when three or four players who are completely healthy are sidelined because they test positive. That's what the people just aren't understanding. They keep coming back at me. Why would they pull them out when they're not sick? I mean, come on. How many? It's like beating your head against the wall. <laughs> I know. How yeah. many times do you have to explain <laughs> it to them? Yeah. They because positive. they don't like what you're saying, yeah. so they choose not to believe you yeah. rather than then look, you know, it, look even a little further than a meme. Yeah, I mean, it's just so frustrating. They're, they're, nobody, they're not doing any research. You know, I always, when you first said it, I said, no, that's not right. But you said, uh, social media giving a voice to people that shouldn't have a voice. Obviously, they shouldn't have a voice yeah. because they don't use it responsibly and based in, uh, you know, in the ability to have uh, demonstrate your intellect. 
Maybe they don't have intellect. I don't know. They just go with something that seems right. Says, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Retweet. Uh, share. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're taking away my rights. Retweet. Woke. Yeah. Woke. Woke. All the, so, yeah. You know, what the hell? Woke. Don't even use proper. Deep states. They, yeah, no proper verbiage. Woke. Hello. Caravan. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. I just came back from visiting my brother out by Cleveland, and I ought to hear the people out there yelling about the name change. From uh, Indians to Guardians, they're all going into stores and buying up all the old Chief Wahoo shirts and the Indian shirts. They told them they're going to wear them to the game next year. They don't care what the name of the team is. Great, 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 great for them, great for them. But, yeah, <laughs> but the American, the Native Americans, they wanted this change, right? They endorsed yes. this change. So they're not endorsing the Guardians' name. Well, there's a bunch of them that are because there's the Guardians on one of the bridges that's out there, but <clears throat> a lot of them aren't. They, yeah. they like the name Indians. It's old. It's not supposed to be. Uh, they said this isn't disrespecting anybody. We didn't name this for disrespecting anybody. So they're they were all just kind of teed off on the name. But there were some people there that thought it was okay, and they kept coming on telling them, "Oh, this was years of research, and we were very careful with this." And but they didn't care. But if the Native Americans think it's offensive, then it's offensive. Yeah. And this isn't can't be another case of white people setting the racial standard. I mean, God, I get so sick of it. Just white people always trying to tell minorities or or people of a different color how they should be handling the racism. Like we have the answers for everything. And it's just not true. Well, they said the Braves they weren't going to change, and the Seminoles were going to change, but I guess the people down there don't mind. The Florida that. Seminoles, Florida State kept it because the Seminole Indians down there yeah. said they were fine with it. They to me, it. and that's fine. fine. I, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Same thing with the Braves. Yeah, if they don't have a problem, they're the ones who should be deciding, not white people. I mean, the Indians should be deciding, and the Seminoles said, we, we like it. We, we feel it's an honor to be named after us. Fine, then leave it. I'm okay with that, but let them decide. <laughs> well, and some of them were saying that, well, the people that are... They're yelling about it. Don't even live around here. They just come in the air and start yelling about it. Some of the people here don't care. Well, that's probably so, true. Yeah. yeah. So, so that could be true too. Yeah. Who knows? Yep. Yeah. But anyway, so the world is full of all kinds of hate. I tell you. Yeah. It wears you out. News, news it? flash. Yep. Unfortunately, Karen, you you're out. right. Yep. It does. It wears out. <laughs> Well, let's hope you don't have to go through bearing, wearing masks everywhere. I tell you, I don't understand why people can't get in and get vaccinated. I don't know why why trying to live is, is supposed to be political. But uh, I know. I am with well, you anyway, 100%. You a good day. Yeah. Don't Thank get you. too hot. Well, <laughs> we'll try not. Uh, OAN and Newsmax both have this guy on, this minister, that said this is God, uh, you know. It's God's purpose to have you die. <laughs> Basically, he said, well, this is why. So that's why you don't wear a mask so you can die? Yes. God, yeah, this, or get the vaccine. He said, you don't get the vaccine. Well, why don't you just vaccines. stand in front of a train? You know, it's the same, same kind of thing if that's what you want. I mean, well, well, why not, would you want to die? Well, I'm not going to argue in favor of dying, though some of these six-hour shifts I've done in the morning, <laughs> I've been. 
<laughs> but but no, I'm not in favor of dying. I mean, we're all going to die at some point, yes. but it, yeah. you'd like to get a, a little bit of a run in before it happens. I don't know that it's. I don't know. I don't know that it's predetermined. You know, some people believe it's predetermined what when you're going to die. I don't believe that. It's written in the book. That it's, and yeah. that's our Jewish thing. That's it's written before, in the book. When you're born, it is decided. Yeah. It is and already decided. I don't believe that. No, I don't buy that either. I well, that I don't either, but a lot of people do. Okay. I took the wrong turn and got hit by a train. That's decided. God said. Maybe not the way that you go, but the, the time, the day that you go. I guess. Okay, so what happens if you don't get hit by a train? Maybe you, then you drop dead. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just saying that I a lot of people believe it. And that, yeah, I agree. I, 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 I just not a lot of agreeing with them. A lot of people. So also, it's written in the book: a suitor will get bitten by a raccoon. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people also believe that QAnon crap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, doesn't yeah. make it right. I it mean, sure doesn't. I believe there's. I but would like to like believe this. there's something after that. Yeah, this. something like that, though. There's no yeah. way that we can know. No. Until, well, there's Until no it's way too late. Know. Yeah. So do you want to hedge your bets? You know. Okay. Go ahead. If that's the way. Yeah. If that's the way. And then you get taken when you're young or something, then I would bitch. I'd get up there and I'd bitch. I'd say, what the hell? Why am I up here well, so soon? Yeah. Why, why would you do that for? And they probably say, shut up or you're going to hell. <laughs> Captain, what if you go and the first pe- person you see up there is like a drunken, soiled Jim Morrison? What would you do? <laughs> would you blame God for that? You guys can't clean him up up here? <laughs> yeah, really. You don't have a bidet? <laughs> free choice. <laughs> Jim Morrison's just all drunk and soiled, stagging around in heaven, assuming he'd make it to heaven. Maybe he that's his heaven. We don't know. That could be. I mean, he's up in heaven, don't you assume? He, he didn't do anything to deserve to go to hell, did he? Yeah. What, by wishing his parents were dead? No, by just wasting his talent. But Yeah, no, I'll give you I that. I don't believe in hell, number one. I'll I, give you that, I, wasting I his talent. That. But you also have to admit he had a pretty decent four-year run from 67 uh, to 71. I think that's Yeah, but just true. think of what he could have done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't believe in, I don't think that, you know, we make God into like, you know, uh, Superman versus Lex Luthor and I, I can't. I don't. I think you do evil because uh, you're either wired incorrectly, you know, genetically, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. or or uh, things happen in your life that, yeah, just that yeah, lead you down that way. Yeah. So, but I don't believe. So you that, don't believe it's all like coincidence, like in the movie Signs, <laughs> where oh yeah, the movie Signs, where the intelligent life form that has learned to go across galaxies and. They're going to take over the earth, and they didn't figure out that How to deal 90% with water. 90% water. water. How to deal yeah. with water. Oh, man, you should have. Uh, Hunter said when they tapped that uh, when they tapped that well yesterday. It was a gusher. Yeah. Too bad it wasn't oil. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> oh, so water came out of the. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we got a well now. They just got to connect it to the building. It's too bad that wasn't oil, buddy. We yeah. would be. Off the air and We'd celebrating. We'd be Essen and tall cotton <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, I'd have this whole place dug up <laughs> in a matter of hours. <laughs> then we're gonna. Anyone gonna answer that? It's a business line. It's just money going down. That's your, money. That uh, call right I'll, there, I I'll bet. I'll answer would, it. But that uh, call right there would pay for the will, I bet. Hi, did uh, you want to be on the air? Hi, my name is Bob Hansen. I'm a website builder here in Des Moines, and in Cedar Rapids. 
Dan, I make websites for small businesses anywhere in Iowa. Bob, I- this guy's delivery is awful. Hey, Bob. Kind of sounded like Mr. Rogers. Hi, my name is Bob Hansen. <laughs> See, if you interrupt it, he'll go back. Hi, my name is Bob Hansen. Hi, Bob. Hi, my name is Bob Hansen. Hi, Bob. Hey, what's your name? Hi, my name is Bob Hansen. It's not the former Iowa basketball player, is it? No, no, that's Bobby Hanson. Bobby Hanson, that's yeah. right. Hi, my name is All right, enough. I'm going to hear that in my And he's now. not the Bobby Hanson that does uh, uh, weddings and no. there's a race car driver. No, no. Nor the guy that works on K-Hawk. So, there you go. Okay, what's next? Next. So, let's see. I get this crap about websites. It's sent to... You know, my email, Steve, KCJJ at Gmail, and they say, your website's really bad, you know? Well, remember when I was writing for you guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. They, it was just an ongoing narrative on the freak show, and Tom would get on there, and, and they would just, weren't there people offering to redesign your website? Yeah, they, yes. And yeah. it was just like, God, let it go. <laughs> you can read it. I mean, it's up. a radio station. They're not, you know? No, they complained about the font. Yeah. I know. Used. Yeah. I know. I remember one guy's like, how can you let yourself be represented? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's, so it's a freaking <laughs> website. It's a sports column. Hello. And they remember the photo you guys ran to me with sunglasses? <laughs> yeah. It looked like I had been living under the Benton Street Bridge. <laughs> I like that photo. <laughs> Hello. How deep did they go, do you know? No. Nope. Deep enough to hit water. Did you get it? <laughs> I think you I think you said you had a sand point before, which is real deep. Yes, so, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Good. So maybe they got in some good water. So what what is a well, sand I'm sure point? They did. A sand point's just like a two inch pipe with the bottom part being about four foot long. It's just a screen. Oh, this is this was sand point would, it was longer would, than would that. Water. It was much longer so than that. No, they're good. They're in deep. Now they know what they're doing. That's I, good. Yeah, but I told them, you hey, go deep. Yeah, <laughs> it's with the water's colder then. <laughs> yeah. No, you could have gotten some good water. You know their thing about that Capitol riot. Everybody talks about the Second Amendment. The only time you can use your gun if you feel life threatened. <laughs> think them boys had the right to open fire yes they did not only to protect themselves but to protect the capital they yeah. sure did yeah you know. and uh, to and their credit that they didn't the capital i would and if i was to storm the capital i don't think i'd be filming it <laughs> it just makes yourself look guilty. or maybe uh yeah. put anything on social media with your outfit saying heading for the capital listen they either got tur- uh, most of them seriously either got turned in by uh, ex-spouses or or girls, current spouses, spouses. Or current spouses, parents, or people yep. on dating sites, and parents. Yeah, and parents. Yeah, and I think a lot I of them thought that they I were think. above that Trump would save them, and that they would not risk any. Yeah, he yeah. was going to well, pardon everybody. Yeah. Blanket pardon is what they expected. Yeah, and I've I've said it a hundred times, but two weeks, three weeks before that on TikTok. It was so much communicating. What flight you on? We'll meet you here. I mean, yeah. I didn't believe it. I couldn't believe that. It, and when I saw it happen, it's like, how come they didn't plan for it? I mean, there was plane loads of them. Well, did you but, see the interview yesterday with I Brett Bear know. and Jim Jordan? I mean, he kept Brett. I'll give Brett Bear credit. I mean, he's about as objective over there at Fox. 
he kept saying to Jordan, did you have communication with Trump on the 6th? And Jordan just kept dancing around and saying, I've talked to Trump all the time, blah, blah, blah. And then finally Jordan admitted that they did have discussion, but boom, he changed the subject. Yeah. He obviously didn't so want to talk about it. So misdirect. So, yeah. but they could subpoena that crap, couldn't they? They're going to. Now, my guess is anyone smart, they've deleted all that stuff from their phones and probably trashed their phones. But even if they have, it still exists. Yeah. How do you find it? You can't. Well, you can't, and I can't, but but they can get in your phone. Yeah, they can get in your phone. But what if they completely. What if the phone's laying at the bottom of a river? It's not where. It's not the phone. It's It's the contact with the servers and stuff. They can go into servers, whether you delete it on your phone or not. They. They have the ability to go in the server and see the whole damn thing. Once you've done and something online, yeah. it exists. My guess is it won't lead to anything. I, no, perhaps not. I still don't think. I still don't think anyone's going to be going to jail for this. You guys? Oh, there are people that were oh. in the insurrection that. Oh, I think those. I'm talking about yeah. major politicians. I don't think. Oh, any, probably not. Probably not. I don't think any politicians will go to jail for this. No. Yeah, no. There's people. There's people that have been in jail for since it happened. Yeah, and that's why they tried Good spot to, for him. That's why they tried to have that rally yesterday, and that guy with the whistle costume. Did, did you oh, hear they, that? Yeah, they tried. Yeah, uh, and he just would not stop blowing his whistle. And it then was, they, yeah, and then they started. Uh, you're just a pedophile at uh, at uh, great. And it, and they didn't. They couldn't have their their the, little press conference. Yeah. They were having a press conference. Who's con- they? I'm sorry, I didn't well, see this. Marjorie Taylor Greene, oh, Matt Gates. Yeah, that's it. Paul Gates. Gosar. Yeah, Jesus. who's got man? That guy's got something physically wrong with him. Those There's, people are. He looks like goofy. he may have Parkinson's disease or something because he just doesn't look right. But they were basically having a press conference to defend to say that the they're the people being held in jail are political prisoners and that they're being treated unfairly. That was the gist yeah, of their press and, conference. Yeah, except that they were surrounded by people that wanted to. Including the little guy with the whistle. Yeah, he just kept blowing this whistle. <laughs> and this big female lady got in his face, because he was a little guy. He just kept <laughs> blowing the whistle. And then finally they're like, you know, this guy will not stop with the whistle. We're done. And, he, and as they walked away, he still kept blowing his whistle. And he had a mask on, too. That's, yeah. He had the whistle underneath the mask. He had the whistle underneath it's, the mask. Wow. Yeah, it's just, I yeah. mean, it's so sad where we are right now. Well, it is. So, in that, with that in mind, let's take a break. I'll go get some more water, and we'll go from there. Yeah, and like I said, Joe's supposed to be calling around ten o'clock. So Joey's I, camp. Yep. Joey's camp. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. One eight hundred. 800 rows. It's so easy. Just remember one number. 1-800-800-ROWS. Your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROWS. Remember. For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. 
Mike's lock and e-keys for cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's lock and e-keys for cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's lock and e-keys for cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Hey everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert, and I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at BigDogSatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. Once upon a time in the land of the Hawkeyes, a business grew. A business that would become synonymous with real estate. Hi, I'm Steve Anderson of Hawkeye Title and Settlement. When you're buying or selling your home, you'll need title and settlement services. Consider the Hawkeye Title and Settlement team. Give us a call at 351-8600. Hawkeye Title and Settlement. The team you love, the people you trust. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Car won't go into gear? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair, in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs, brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventative maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't go into gear, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at suples.net or call 337-2246. You see the same people there greeting you, and they know you. I think of my cell phone. There's not a big distinction there from family to customer. Deary Ford in Iowa City. That kind of relationship that goes deep. Taking care of you, taking care of your vehicle. It's just that growing list of friends, frankly, that uh, that's kind of been the big payoff for me. The ownership experience is going to be four or five plus years. We have to be there for you. Deary Ford in Iowa City. 
see why people choose them over and over again. DairyFord.com. Hi, this is Bill Eichstring of the Oxyok Inn. Our doors are open again. Although the way we serve you is different, we're still here and ready to welcome you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyok family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for the past 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving family style breakfast Saturday and Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. Don't forget, you can still order curbside carryout and take the comforting taste of the Oxyok home with you to share at your family's table. Visit Oxyokin.com, Instagram, or our Facebook page for menu and weekly specials. From our Oxyok family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon, and we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyok Inn in the heart of Amana. The Oxyok Inn. From the Hurtine and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurtine and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making moments. KCJJ Weather. From SevereStudios.com. It is going to be hot and sticky here for a couple of days. We have a heat advisory in effect from today through tomorrow. Today, partly cloudy. We'll get to 95, but the dew point's going to be in the mid-70s, and that's going to crank that heat index to around 110 here for most of the afternoon. Tonight, 75, so we're not going to cool off a whole lot, and it's going to stay humid tomorrow. Partly cloudy, slight chance of an afternoon thunderstorm with a high near 93. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Outside now, it's 82. Well, that's not distracting, is it? <laughs> not only wow. that, but I mean, this is a microphone that is far away, okay? He was right in his, wow. right in his face. Okay, uh, do have some news here. Simone Biles will not complete, will not compete in Thursday's all-around competition, where she was expected to defend the gold medal she won in Rio in 2016. She took herself out of uh, Tuesday's team competition yesterday, and uh, USA Gymnastics announced that she will sit out the all-around as well. So uh, her Olympics are not necessarily done. She's still qualified for four individual events. I think she's from done. day one. I, I kind of do too. I think she's done. And I you know, I just hope she finds peace and happiness and can work through her problems. Yep. You know, Michael Phelps was talking about it, and he said, "Yeah, he you was know, good, wasn't he?" I've been swimming since I was teeny, you know, uh, you know, and you you accomplish something, and then you have to defend it, and it gets harder as you get older, and you really go through a mental, you know, a, a problem. Plus, yeah, the gymnastics, he's had a lot of yeah. issues. Plus, yeah. gymnastics, you take one six-inch step, it changes everything. Yeah. yeah, he had a yeah, he had a joint, and everybody all all of a sudden. He was like this major freaking criminal. Yeah. You know, it's just stupid. That's just pressure. I mean, pressure yeah. affects yeah. people different ways. And you could tell, though, I did watch a little bit of Simone. And you could tell she just wasn't right. Yeah. You could yeah. just tell there was just something not right with her physically. And then, obviously, how you are mentally affects how you are physically. Uh, absolutely. But she wasn't, she wasn't 
um, landing right. She wasn't sticking her lands, and she just didn't look herself. No, she sure didn't. And if she's got to deal with mental stuff, that's her business. Just like that professional women's tennis player, Osaka. I mean, she's got some issues that she's fighting through. She's young still. She's trying to find herself. And sometimes your physical ability can be way above your mental capacity to handle what goes along with everything. And she's still a young girl trying to figure things out. And, God, she's getting ripped, too. Well, and gymnastics gymnastics is a young sport and it's so demanding it yeah just i mean it takes all of your time and energy yeah and she is 24 yeah yeah no i mean she's old she's the well how about the one from was it slovenia who finally this is her last olympics she's 46 yeah she's lazy, 46 years old think about that got a text from our friend uh, ned mendenhall who says, for your information, Nevada bringing back mandatory masks indoors at midnight tonight and uh, listening to your show now. So, and, yeah. Well, that's not going to happen here. The, the governor's never going to approve that here. Well, she went out. And she doesn't uh, buy the uh, uh, CDC guidelines. <laughs> if I go into a restaurant anymore... You know, I don't wear a mask. It was funny. With I went into Hy-Vee the other day, and I was like the only one not wearing a mask. Yesterday, I went in there, put my mask on, and I was like the only one in there wearing a mask. <laughs> it's just, it, but more and more people are wearing masks yeah. now. I, you, I, I can see it. You can just well, see it. I said, you know, at the in the spring, I said, hell, I didn't get my cold. I didn't get my flu mm-hmm. that I always get. I'm going to wear a mask next winter. I said that, and I. I had no intention not to. And Hy-Vee's got those signs up now saying, please wait before you put your food down. They're back up so yeah. we can wash the, they're back to wash the, disinfecting the, what do you oh, call it? Oh, okay. The, the, the conveyor. The, yeah, the conveyor. Yeah, they're back to doing those again. Those well, weren't, they just put those up a few days ago. So things are changing. Well, well and they're only go. changing because people didn't get vaxxed. That's it. And we only have this variant here because people didn't get vaxxed. We know. That's right. Vaccines. We've worked with them for years and years and years. Nothing has changed since the 50s. So we know how these viruses happen. We know what, what they take. Mm-hmm. And they develop variants when, when you spread it. Yeah, I mean, this is, our, this is, once again, this freaking country's fault. Uh, it's, it's the unvaxxed. And and it's the right wing, whether you want to admit it or not. I don't like the left wing. Don't get me wrong, but the right wing is the one that's encouraging this crap, this anti-vax crap. Hopefully, this is Joe, and we can talk Hopefully. about sports. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. Hello. Hey, Pat. This is Joe Weescamp. Hey, Joe. How you doing, man? I appreciate you calling in. I know you're busy. A lot going on, and um, we'll just take a few minutes. I is think there a lot going on, really? Yeah. Yeah. I just. <laughs> I just saw, Joe, you visited, you visited 12 NBA teams. You've worked out for 12 NBA teams, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, that's correct. So what's, how would you describe this last month or so? I mean, obviously it's been a whirlwind for you. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, honestly. Like, just, I, and we had the combine, and then we had our pro day, and then we've just been traveling all across the country working out for these different teams. But it's just a really cool opportunity, you know, to fly to their city and work out at their facilities and meet their front office and different coaches so it's been a lot of fun to, to see all these different places 
You know, I've watched a lot of combine games over the years. I've been to the combine before. And lots of times you'll see guys play, and they don't really stand out. They don't do anything really bad or good. They just, But that, that one game when I'm like, wow, I mean, you were dominating that game. And could you just tell during the course of that game, man, I, I'm just really in a zone. This is really working well for me. Just talk about – I'm talking about the game where I think you had 26 points yeah. and 10 rebounds. I mean, to me, I just watched your stock. I just heard – the cashier going off in the background i mean i just i mean just talk about what that feeling was like when you know that you're seizing the moment yeah i mean like you said like a lot of guys go in there and are just um they're trying to do well but it's tough sometimes like especially being a wing um a lot of times the point guards are trying to to do their thing and create plays off for themselves really so um as a shooter like a guy like myself um, i just try to take advantage of every opportunity that came my way and um, tried to make myself available off of cuts and screens. Um, and every time I got the ball, I was looking to shoot and score. And um, especially in the second game, I was looking to really rebound mm-hmm. um, and look to push that in transition. So I thought I did a good job of displaying my skill set. And it, like, obviously at the combine, the place to do it with all the teams there. So it was, it was a good week for sure. So when you worked out for, for 12 different teams, um, is their approach pretty much similar or did you get the feeling that there were maybe, you know, a couple of uh, teams that were really super interested in you more so than some of the others? Yeah. So all the workouts are fairly similar. Usually they bring in six guys. So you're in there to compete. You like do some finishing, some shooting, um, some one-on-one stuff, and some three-on-three competitive stuff. Um, there were a couple of my workouts that was just one-on-zero. It was just me. Um, I was the only guy there in the workout. Um, so yeah, I think there's definitely different teams that probably show a little bit more interest, but um, that's more so what my agent handles. Okay. He's talking mm-hmm. to the front offices and things like that. So for the most part, I just go in there, um, try to compete as hard as I can, show them what I can do. And then my agent takes care of the rest. I think one of the funny narratives, in a way, was I've seen so much. Wow, wow, he's way more athletic than I thought. Well, we've seen you play. We knew Mm -hmm. how athletic you were. I think sometimes there are stereotypes out there. I mean, you knew how athletic. You know how athletic you are. I mean, you've never been Mm -hmm. worried about that. You're six six and a half. You can jump and whatever. Do you think sometimes uh, uh, stereotypes are out there that you just have to fight through those and when given a chance? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean. When you look at me, like, I'm a white shooter, right? Like, people don't think I'm the most athletic. So when they, they saw those types of numbers, and even on the sprints and the lane agility and different things like that, my numbers are right there at the top with everyone and some of the, the best athletes that are in this draft. So I feel like I'm right up there, and I think just preparing so hard, you know, for those different opportunities is what got me to that point. And I think the fact um, six six, almost six seven, Joe, with your length, I mean that's huge. I mean you, you know that. How much do you, do you think? Just your dimensions, your body, your size. How much? Because you're an, you're a shooting guard, but you could probably even dis- defend some small forwards. Just the fact your your size. How much do you think that can help you? Yeah, I think it'll help a lot. Um, being you know six seven with a six eleven wingspan and. Um, just being a shooter that kind of has a high release, like I feel like I can get my shot off mm-hmm. against taller defenders. Even you saw that this past year with a hand in my face, like it didn't didn't really phase me, and I was still able to rise up and shoot above them. So I think, obviously, defenders will be taller, more athletic in the league. But I think that you know, with my height and my athleticism, that I'll translate well. So, Joe, how tough of a decision was it for you to decide not to come back? And the fact that you've you've got your degree, that obviously had to. 
work in your favor. To me, it makes total sense what you're doing. And, the, and congratulations on getting your degree in three years. How, how hard was that? Yeah, thank you. Um, my decision was fairly easy for the most part. Like, my mindset as soon as the season was over was that I'm going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. I felt that I was ready. Um, I knew that I was graduating and was just ready to make this next step in my life. Um, so, but I wanted at the same time to take advantage of the opportunity that the, the NBA and the NCAA gives you with, you know, the, the testing of waters, testing sure. the process. Um, so my agent was really conservative and um, just wanted to wait as long as possible to get as much feedback and information as we could before officially making that decision. Because, you know, if I didn't get the, you know, the feedback that I was, then I would have maybe considered going back, but um, we felt that it was the right time, and um, yeah, we're ready to do this. Joe, this is something that you have been working towards since you were tiny, and you have worked so hard at every level, and you've proven yourself to be exceptional at every level. What does it feel like to know that tomorrow you could know where you're going it's just really exciting um this process has been kind of long with the draft being moved back this year so there's just been a lot of uncertainty i mean everyone in the draft has it like unless unless you're the number one pick um you don't you don't know where you're going on draft night you, you have an idea of it you know some teams that are more interested than others but until your name's called um you don't know so just to even be in this position i feel very blessed and thankful um just to have the support system that I have and all the people that have helped me get to this point. And I know you and Luca both worked out for Detroit. You guys actually crossed paths there, right? I mean, you, you were, you saw, you were, you were there together, weren't you? Yeah, that was funny. I didn't even, I didn't know he was supposed to be there. Um, so I got off the flight, got in my car with the driver and he said that he picked up Luca earlier. So I texted him right away and yeah, we were in the same workout. Um, we were on different, like they split us up into three on three. So we were on different teams. So it was kind of fun. Uh, to go against each other and just to be on the same court because it was the first time we'd shared the court together since the Oregon game. Yeah, that, uh, no, that's and is it is it kind of neat to have a, a, a Hawkeye there? I mean, Luca's going to be in the same position you are tomorrow, expecting to get taken, waiting for it. I mean, will you do you think you'll talk to him at all tomorrow? I mean, how do you plan on handling the draft? Where will you be for the draft? Yeah, it's been really cool to to go through this process with Luca to have a teammate that I'm that close to going through a lot of the same things, all the training, all the uncertainty. So we've stayed in touch throughout this whole process. We've checked in pretty much every every week, and even this week we'll check probably every day, really. Um, so it's just cool to, that he's going through this too, and we'll both end up in a really good spot, hopefully. And um, tomorrow I'll just, I'm will just i going to be watching it at home in Muscatine with my family. Um, and then if all things go well on Friday, we'll – have a little party at my house with some family and friends. That's great. And just, I mean, you always hear guys in your position, talk about what your family has meant to you and how they've helped you reach this point. My family's been so supportive throughout this whole thing. Um, even going back to, to middle school and high school and they took me to all these AAU tournaments across the country and just the sacrifices that they've made um, to give me all those opportunities. You know, it's not cheap to, play on those AU teams and pay for all the flights and the travel and the hotels. And um, this, my brothers too, like my parents will be gone taking me and they've been showing nothing but support. And my grandparents have come to most of, most of my games. So 
just to have a support system like that, that um, they have my back no matter what, and they'll give me every resource possible to achieve my dreams is something I'm very thankful for. And you've also got a city behind you. I know a couple of people from Muscatine, and they are taking great – they're like, you know, we're going to have an NBA player here in the next – I mean, it, it, means a, it means a big deal to the city of Muscatine, and I know the city of Muscatine means a big deal to you too. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I know, like, throughout high school – my, the, our Muscatine games were sold out pretty yeah. much every game. Mm-hmm. The Muscatine community really supported our team, and even me, like, throughout my transition to Iowa, being a home state kid, um, they, they, they always love when the announcers would say, Joe Wieskamp from Muscatine. Yep. <laughs> so people love that, and I think it'll be really cool to, to hear my name called and to see, you know, Muscatine, Iowa on the TV um, during draft night. You know, Joe, we had Bobby Hansen on the radio a couple months ago, and after talking to him that day, that's when I was, I'm like, yeah, Joe's gone. I mean, he, he basically, Bobby just said, you were ready. He, and if anyone knows, it's Bobby mm-hmm. Hansen. He played 10 years, shooting guard, same position, mm-hmm. different type of player than you in some ways. But what he said mm-hmm. that day, he just said he is ready, and he explained how. Have you talked to Bobby much at all? I'm just kind of curious, since he's been where you want to go and where you are on the verge of going. I mean, he was a 10-year NBA shooting guard. Yeah, I haven't talked to him much lately. Um, I talked to him throughout the season. Obviously, he's calling our games. Mm-hmm. Usually, um, he travels with the team. Obviously, he couldn't because of COVID for the most part this year. But especially like my freshman and sophomore years, he was on the flights with us, and so I talked to him. Um, but yeah, it's really cool just to have his type, his support coming from a guy that played at Iowa and played ten years in the league. So. Um, he knows what it takes, and um, it's cool to, to have his support and his acknowledgement. So when did you start to say to yourself, yep, I'm definitely good enough to play? In it? Was it this year? Was it last year? Was there, a mo- was there a moment where you're just like, you know, I am good enough to play in the NBA. It's going to happen. Yeah, I think it started my freshman year okay. when I decided to test the process. Like, um, For the most part, like I knew I was going to come back, but in the back of my mind, um, you know, it's, it's been my dream to play in the NBA, and I felt like I showcased the skill set that um, the league really values. Um, and so I felt like at that point, like, I knew that this was in my future. Um, but at the same time, I knew that there was areas in my game that I had to improve upon, and that's why I stayed for two more years at Iowa and was a part of some really great teams. Um, but after this year, um, even towards the end of the season, like, right when the season ended, I knew that this was my time. Well, another thing, I've written about this before, and, I, and I'm and i not sure how much this would mean to NBA teams, but I think one of the most impressive things about you was how you handled Luka Garza's rise to stardom. Because two years ago, you were sort of the face of this team. You were the one who tested the draft process. You made the all-freshman team. Luka emerged as this legendary player and yet you found a way to it, it didn't you never seemed to resent it you I, I just was really impressed with the way you handled that with the way you found your role with Luca. Mm-hmm. and to me that says something I mean that says something about the way you were raised and it said something about your character yep yeah no doubt um obviously it's, you can't knock on anything that Luca's accomplished and you knew that every time that you threw him the ball like he was gonna go get a bucket so to have a teammate like that um, and just like the way that he handled himself too, made it easier for me. Sure. Um, he was always super humble and super, you know, complimentary of his teammates. Um, and so obviously, you know, his success is our success. So when he was playing really well, we were winning. Um, and so I just tried to do my part, um, do what I could to help score, to help rebound, to defend, 
just do everything that I could to help our team win because that's, that's what's most important to me at the end of the day. As long as we're winning, I'm happy. And so I think that that will really translate to the, ne- the next level because you know, I'm going I'm to be playing with all-stars. Mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to be a role player when I get into the league at the start. So it's complimenting those guys and um, just, like I said, doing what you can to help the team win. So up through high school, Joe, you were always, you were always the guy who did absolutely everything for your team uh, you know, with varying levels of support. Was it a little bit of a relief for you uh, when you got to Iowa and you didn't have to be the guy? You didn't have to do absolutely everything for your team. Was that a little bit of a relief? I think it's just different. Okay. Like I was just like reflecting back on my career and thinking back to high school and how much fun those games were when I went out there and scored 50. Like, <laughs> like those memories will, you know, just be just so awesome to look back at. But playing in college, you know that all five guys in the score can, or all five guys in the court can score at any time. So um, it's fun to play on a team like that, where you know that if you're passing the ball, that they're going to go score. So um, it's cool to have all those memories to look back on and just to to think about all the different teammates that I've played with. Is it, I was going to ask you what you, what are you going to miss the most about being a Hawkeye? Is there one thing, or are there too many to say? I think it starts with the family culture. Okay, um, that's what Fran McCaffrey always started. Um, ever since I was recruited, like it's it's been a family atmosphere, and everyone's focused on one goal. I know when I got there my freshman year, they were coming off a season when they were I think fourteen and nineteen, uh-huh. and so like Jordan, Tyler, Luca, they were at the front of it, um, leading like, you know, we're going to turn this around this year. We're going to get to the NCAA tournament. So I was kind of a part of that transition. Um, and so just to be around that type of environment, my three years, we were always a winning culture, and um, the team was always focused on each other. No one was worried about individual mm-hmm. success. Everyone was focused on the team you know, winning and getting to the NCAA tournament. So that's what I'll miss most is just that, that team atmosphere um, and that family vibe. As you're going through this NBA process meeting with teams, can you get a sense how much they – care and prioritize character because we were talking earlier you and Luca have no baggage nothing I mean and I know it takes more than that to get into the NBA but that's got to be an advantage for you guys the fact you guys both have such high character I mean you I mean could you get a sense on what it means to these NBA teams 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 know when they're getting me like they're getting a no-nonsense guy Mm -hmm. Um, they're getting a guy that's gonna not cause any issues off the floor obviously I'm engaged so they're not worried about me you know, chasing girls or, um, I've, I've never actually, I've never drank alcohol in my life. So they're not worried about me going to party and things like that. Like they know that I'm there to, to get better and do whatever I can to help the team win. So, you know, when they see me and same with Luca, um, they see a guy that's going to work extremely hard and not cause any issues off the floor. So when had, uh, uh, McKenzie obviously has been part of this, uh, decision process throughout, um, what's, uh, and, and she's got uh, been accepted into dental school. Is that correct? So she actually applied um, like a year and a half ago and didn't get accepted. So she's kind of figuring out what she wants to do and oh. is going to come with me wherever I end up. Um, honestly, it's kind of at the time, obviously she was disappointed, but it's kind of been a blessing in disguise because uh-huh. now we'll be together. And I, I don't know if we've always been so close. I don't know if we could have spent that much time apart. So yeah, um, may- but well, she's been awesome throughout this whole process, and just been such a huge support of me. And it's obviously tough on me to 
travel all across and not be with her, but it's, you know, it's tough on her too and not to have me around. So she's been awesome and just been a huge support of all of my dreams. Well, and I think that's awesome. great because you hear a lot of these NBA stories, even guys your age, what they talk about, it can be lonely. Mm-hmm. It can be lonely when you're mm-hmm. on your own, when you're out of college and know to have her there, I think that's going to help you so much emotionally. And um, I wanted to ask, did you have a favorite NBA team growing up? I never did, actually. That's a question I get asked a lot, but I've always just kind of like different players. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as far as, I mean, you don't care where any, I mean, I, you may have a favorite part of the country to live in or whatever, but this is just one of the things you want to go anywhere. But I'm just curious, do you have, are there certain areas of the country that you really like? Because, I mean, you could go anywhere. I mean, you, there's NBA teams <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I don't have a specific spot, like whether it be West Coast, East Coast, Midwest. Um, I'm just looking for a team to give me an opportunity and just the right fit. Like okay. That's just been the most important thing. And in the draft that I think that a lot of people don't, understand is you know if you're just a casual fan watching the draft you you want to see like luca or myself go as high as possible yeah but i don't think people understand that maybe there's a team that really loves you that could be in the you know the middle or the back half of the draft that is going to be a better fit that's going to actually give you a better contract with more guaranteed years or more guaranteed money that um, say your picks, you know, mid second round instead of the first pick in the second round, you could be getting a better contract. That's a good point. Than mm-hmm. the, the guy that's picked thirty one. Like, yeah. so it's just I think that people need to understand that it's more so about fit, and that's that's what I'm truly looking for. And can you get a sense when you're working out for a team where that fit is? In your, or is it hard to get that during a brief workout? You can definitely sense it just based off the, the vibes that you get from the front office and the different coaching staff. Okay. And I think it's a lot of research that my agency does. Um, they've been around the game for so much longer than I have. So they know what different teams are looking for. And um, I mean, they have like my, I'm in a bigger agency. So sometimes they'll have a previous player that plays for a certain team. So they, they know what that team, you know, the culture is around that team. Um, so to have that, access that i have through my agency is a huge help as well so did you have a favorite player growing up nba player i think clay thompson has always been one of my favorites interesting just mm-hmm. an extremely good shooter um it's kind of like kind of similar to me where he's not breaking too many people off the off the dribble but just an elite catch and shoot catch and shoot guy and can cut and finish around the rim as well so have you sort of patterned your game after him a little bit I would say more so now I've been watching a lot of Duncan Robinson mm-hmm. and even a guy like Kevin Herter who played yeah, really well yep, in the yeah, playoffs. Yep. Just like, you know, taller white shooters that are fairly athletic um, are guys that I like to watch. Well, Joe, maybe I'm a little biased, but I believe you're a little more athletic than Duncan Robinson. Just from what I – but no, he <laughs> can make threes. He's found a way to stay in the league. He can make threes, but – I don't see you just being a specialist. I think you can defend multiple positions. I think you can handle the ball with both your hands. I, like I said, I think pe- teams are going to be surprised about your, your athleticism when you get in the league. And Tom, do you have anything else? Because we know you're busy, Joe. You've given no, us 20 minutes. And just wanted to, A, thank you for, for coming to Iowa, and thank you for uh, being such a, a great role model for so yeah. many kids. And uh, as a lifelong Iowa fan, I loved watching you play, and I can't wait to see you succeed at the next level thank you yeah thank you guys all right Joe. thank you guys for for all your support for me and 
all the the nice things you guys have said about me throughout my years. Well, you deserve it all. We'll be yep. pulling for you tomorrow night. Good luck and enjoy this moment, man, because you've you've earned it. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Joe. All right, good luck. What a great ambassador yeah, for Iowa yeah, Hawkeye great. sports. Hey, seriously, he is. really is. See, I I, wh- I thought McKinsey had gotten accepted. I did too. I, mean, so I thought that, I read that he had gotten I'm, accepted. I I did too. So obviously there was some misinformation out there. Jeez. Surprise! Wow, there's a shock. Yeah, huh? But she'll she'll do fine. Oh but yeah, shows shows you though. It's not easy getting in dental school. No, no, it's not. And so, can... it's not easy being Lance Forbes, is it, Captain? No, it really isn't. It really isn't. And thank God, as I'm getting ready to uh, to go and have some major surgery done, and the guy that's going to be doing the major surgery is a former Cedar Rapids Kennedy baseball and football star who's about 13, 14. That's the one thing as you get older and you get in your 50s. Everybody who does stuff for you, usually they're younger than you. Oh, you notice yeah. that? That's the one thing when you this guy's like 12, 13 years younger than me, and here I am relying on him to, but it's amazing what they can do. I mean, it really is. It's amazing what, I mean, going through the stuff with the hernia surgery, with the colonoscopy, and now with this dental stuff, it's just, I'm just thankful that there's people on this planet that are smarter than I am. I say that to myself a lot. Well, we all got, well, I am too. Could you imagine if us three were the three smartest people in the world? Where would we be right now? Uh, we'd Caves? be doing this. No, we wouldn't because there'd be no electricity. There'd be no building about structure. the well? Oh, no, Steve <laughs> would have gotten the electricity thing going. But who, Somehow. though? Because we would have been the three smartest people in the world. I just fixed my uh, hearing aid uh, filter. Good work. By yourself? Yeah. And it's like a little tiny, just like a speck. Yes, I took a pin. It was plugged uh, from earwax. Oh, God. I, I took a pin. There went lunch. <laughs> so you're basically saying that I'm selling us short, is what you're saying. No, not really. That if we were the three most smartest people to ever live on this planet, you still think we'd be right here? We'd be dragging knuckles. And... We, yes, we'd be living in caves. and <laughs> Dragging knuckles. I know. It's just, that's what just amazes me, though, just how, I mean, how much good there is out there. I well, mean, every, everybody's, I don't corny. everybody has their gifts. And there's no question about that. No, you're right. I'm just glad that there's um, smarter people than sports writers. For sure. You know, because if not, we'd be in trouble. Thank God for, yeah, thank God for scientists or there would have been no vaccine. That's another thing. I mean, the vaccine, (laughs) to me, it's something we should be celebrating instead of fighting over. And I said that when Trump, when Trump did his warp speed stuff, I have no, if they want to call it the Trump vaccine, fine. Call it that as long as it, as long as it convinces people to take it you bet if that's what they got to do then do it no i don't care about that stuff no. I, I mean the fact that they were able to come up with this so quickly is amazing and it's something we should be celebrating that's absolutely i well i thank thank them every day mm-hmm. and i think i mean joe makes a good point i mean yeah you i guess you maybe want to get taken higher in the draft from an eagle thing maybe a little more money but it's all fit when you get into that second round mid-second it is all fit yeah so we can't assume let's say joe doesn't go in the top 35 let's say he goes and that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be disappointed if the team that picked him he believes is the right fit and i think that's a big part of it i mean yeah. i really do bobby hansen played a lot of years in utah because he was a great fit there and he really worked well with Jerry Sloan. He worked well in that offense with Stockton. And Bobby even said what he had him on. Fit is a big – and I think with Luca, mm-hmm. Fit's going to be huge with Luca. And seriously. It's going to be everything yeah. with Luca. Yeah. yeah. I do believe they weigh a lot, too, on personal. Oh, I do. I do. But yeah, I do – It's a factor. It's a definitely yeah. a factor, especially with guys <clears throat> that are second-round picks. Now, 
the surefire first round picks, you hope that they're good character guys, but I think they're willing to overlook some if these guys are so talented. Like, luckily, like when LeBron James was coming out, he had no baggage, but had he had baggage, my guess is he still probably would have been. You think he might have found a I think they would have found a way to make the league, but I think with guys like Joe, it helps. And I don't want to sound corny, but Joe is about as good as you can get. I mean, he's, I mean, I've never, and that's the other thing about Iowa men's basketball, really. When's the I mean, we've talked about this before. They don't have any character issues there. I mean, Peter Jock riding his moped was the last time I think they had anyone getting in any trouble. And, Captain, you say that was suspect anyway, right? You thought he was singled out? Uh, you said something one time on the yeah, radio that made a little I bit of sense. I didn't think that. You know, it, I go back to when Bud uh, was, was a cop. And you know, cause they're they're college, they come in they here. They used to take them home, didn't they? And, yes, yeah. Absolutely. They would take them home. I know if people. If they that, found him drunk, they'd say, "Get in the car." Get in the car and, and they take him home. Now they give him a, a public intox, and it makes the news. Yeah. and it's just a, it's just a different environment. And it, yeah, and it isn't. And know. I'm not saying one's right and the other's well, wrong. I'm not it's saying just they should be a taxi service, but you know, you're in a, a you know university town, and kids come here. At, 17, 18 years old, and anybody... You live uh, and learn. You yeah, make mistakes. Anybody under 50, I think, is stupid. But Tom and I <laughs> both looked at each other when Joe said he's never drank alcohol. I yeah. think that says more about Tom and I than it does Joe. I mean, I... I never. Mean, never. I, I, yeah, I was uh, amazed by that. And I, so I, you've had... Steve has had more alcohol than Joe Wieskamp. Yeah, compared yeah. to Wieskamp, you're more. I don't think I've lush. I don't think I've had. You're a lush. How many parties have you had? Have I hosted? Yes, that I've been at. Oh, uh, just our holiday party. We had yeah. uh, maybe seventeen or eighteen. Okay, so uh, divide that in half. You know, I've had like eight beers in my life. That's eight more than Joe Wieskamp. And yeah. Not, yeah, again, you're like Otis. Yeah, compared to Wieskamp. Slash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just like Otis. Compared to Wieskamp, you're just. I mean, it, 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 it didn't really surprise me when he said that. I mean, uh, no, I guess not. But Joe's he, on a mission. He is so focused and. Well, and he's a good. I mean, the family's a good family. Yes. He's a good kid. Good kid. Now, the other thing that he's also fortunate in that he grew to six, six and a half. For sure. I mean, God helped him out a lot. He's got a six eleven wingspan. If Joe Wieskamp's six three, this ain't happening. No, that's right. And that sometimes I think is what gets overlooked. If Luca Garza wasn't six eleven, he wouldn't be in this position. If Bobby Hansen hadn't grown to six six, yeah, he wouldn't have played in the NBA. I mean, so much of it is stuff that just you kind of take for granted. But if it doesn't happen. I mean, I use my brother for an example. Had my brother not grown to 6'4", he wouldn't have gotten a scholarship to Iowa. He yep. wouldn't have gotten a scholarship to play defensive line at Iowa if he was 6'1", 6'2". No. Some of this stuff has to take care of itself, but then it's up to the athlete, once he has those advantages, to take advantage. And of Joe has done that in spades. Yes, without question. And like I said, I do think his athleticism is underrated because he's a white guy from a small town mm -hmm. in Iowa. And Joe was, pretty much said that. I did think it was interesting that he, he mentioned, you know, I... He, so the white athletes like three different times. Yeah, and he That's and I can see what he's trying to to do. Oh, for but sure. I also think, like I said, he's more athletic than Duncan Robinson. He is. He's way more athletic now. I don't know if he's as good a three-point shooter right now. I would as Duncan. say probably Duncan not. Duncan Robinson's a great three-point shooter, but that's about all he does. I think Joe can do more. I, I think Joe sometimes well, they're different players. They're different players. Sure. Joe's got a better mid-range game. I think there's times where I wish Joe would have used his mid-range game more when he was at Iowa. But I, yeah, I think. 
I think Joe is more of a cross between, I mean, yeah, he's got a little Duncan Robinson in, but the Clay Thompson, that's a, that's an interesting comparison. That was a great answer, too. That shows you he is trying to, he's watching guys that he thinks he can learn from. And he mentioned Kevin Herter. And yeah. I've, I've always thought that there was a little bit there, and I've said as much. Of course, I don't know much about it. But well, Kevin Herter ended up being way better in the NBA than Way I I, better. When he left Maryland, I was like, yeah, man, this is a reach. I said, really? But he's... Well, he's, he only played two years, right? Yeah, he played Maryland? two years... He's made it, though. I mean, he's going to get another big, huge contract. He's set for life. I mean, yeah. he, he is set for life. But, I mean, that just goes to show you, you can't judge everything on the limited things you saw in college. No, you I can't. I mean, it, there's a place for these guys in the league, and I think Joe's ready to grab it. I, tomorrow night, I hope, just works out the best for Joe and Luca because they are both really good guys, and they've done nothing but represent this university with class and dignity, really. Yeah. They really have. Joe rep- represented Muscatine oh. throughout his Remember when he don't, when he gave a thousand he got that award or something he gave a thousand dollars to to the YMCA in, in Muscatine. I mean he's his town means a lot to him and he and I do I know a couple people from Muscatine and they're really excited about tomorrow. I mean that little small Iowa River town is going to have an NBA player. Well, I haven't paid hardly any attention to the NBA draft for a lot of years, but I'm. I will tomorrow. Will oh, yeah. tomorrow. So, yeah. Captain, bigger person coming out of Muscatine, Joe or what's his name, Tony, Tune. Tony. Tony. <laughs> Who's bigger? I would say Joe. Okay, I was just. Uh, what is it, Tony Tone? <laughs> Tony, I think it is. Well, he's not even in the business anymore, is he? No, he works at Hy-Vee. <laughs> <laughs> With Tommy's mom? <laughs> a different, different Hy-Vee. A different Hy-Vee? So, but no, tomorrow's going to be an exciting time. And if Joe and Luca can make the league, then Iowa's going to have three players in the NBA next Boy, that'd be great. I mean, and that's something Fran can go into homes and say, hey, look, you know, they can't use that against Iowa. No, it's not going to match what Iowa State has done with NBA players, but you got to start somewhere. And I think tomorrow night could be a big moment for the Iowa men's basketball program. Too. Yeah, I really, sure could. I really do. I think it could really help them recruit. And I've always applauded Fran for the players he brings uh, in. Tony Tone has moved on. He now works for the Muscatine Community School District. Ah. He is Director of Communications and Community Engagement. Well, yeah. sounds okay. pretty important. Sounds like a yeah. good job. Sounds like a good job. Yeah. So he's still important, but he's still not um, Your old Joe Wieskamp. Tony Tone. I mean, Joe, if he makes the NBA, he, I mean, who's the most famous person to come out of Muscatine? Uh, is there anyone is Roy Carver missed? from Muscatine? Yeah, Roy Carver. Roy, okay. Probably uh, Roy Carver. Uh, uh, Baker. I can't remember his first name. Ginger? Uh, <laughs> no, this guy uh, was uh, a, a cancer a fraud. <laughs> cancer the, fraud. He started the first radio station in Muscatine, K. Uh, Norman Baker, that was his name. Uh, KTNT, Know the Naked Truth. And uh, he used to sell cancer cures. And in Muscatine's Weed Park, um, he performed an operation uh, where he opened up a, a person with uh, cancer in the brain. He opened up their skull yeah. and uh, killed them. Okay. I trust he was put in jail. I don't know what happened. I only know that. Some guy just tweeted at me and said back at when he was at UNI, they used to have all-you-can-eat Long John Silvers for $6 on Sunday nights, and he consistently ate himself ill. <laughs> could you imagine all-you-could-eat Long John Silvers no. for $6? No. I would always get an extra chicken plank because I didn't like the hush puck puppies, so I'd have three chicken planks and the Krispies and uh, 
fries. Man, you don't know what you're missing not getting the fish. Well, I don't like fish. I know, but man, it's Captain. You eat the fish, don't you? Oh yeah. I think that I just I like chicken too, Tom. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just think Long John Silver's chicken is dry. Yeah. How long it, have you been off the phone with Joe Weescamp? Like oh, 10 about, minutes, 15? about 15 minutes. I already found three tweets from when he said that he knew right after the season that he was going into the draft that it's because Fran ran him out. He oh, didn't want to play for Fran yeah, anymore. Whatever. I, Within me minutes. A break. Whatever. Yeah, I did, yeah, Joe really said like that, didn't yeah. he? I mean, Joe was ready to Uh-oh. move on. Joe was ready to move on because he's engaged, he's graduated, and he yeah. believes he's ready for the NBA. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. it's simple. Or he wouldn't do it. I'm not saying there maybe were times where he was frustrated at Iowa. I mean, it's, he's human. Well, Stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, you name me one player and one coach that haven't had something like that. But, God, there's always some I mean, conspiracy, and I just yeah. get sick of it. But that's social media. That, that's, that's social 20 media. years ago, we wouldn't be hearing that crap because no. somebody would be saying it to their friend, you know, at the gas station or something. But now people go on Twitter and say that stuff. And... Whatever. I mean, I, I mean, Joe was a great ambassador here. And you saw, um, speaking of Fran, he was one of nine coaches to get contract extensions. Did that surprise you? It did not surprise uh, me. No. I mean, they're, they're trying to move forward now out of this pandemic. And um, it is what it is. And I, I actually rather uh, liked the way that Gary did it, mm-hmm, saying did. this is something I can control. Yes. This is, uh, these are positive moves, and these coaches Deserve have it. been getting it done. And I like that he lumped them all together, too. Yes. And speaking of Gary, I, I mean, um, he's on vacation this week. I've, I'm in conversing with Steve Rowe where I'm trying to get Gary on the radio here in the next couple of weeks. We have not had Gary on for a long time, and... I think there's so hopefully we can get Gary on. Um, That'd be before, great before we get knee deep in football. And and I keep saying, I mean, football. Yes, it's right around the corner, but the game for season opener is still over a month away. Yeah, yeah. Mark Twain didn't come from Muscatine, but he wrote for the Muscatine Journal. Right. He lived in the Grogen home when Jan and I first got married in in uh, October of '73. We lived in the apartment that he lived in. Is that G R O S J E A N? Yeah. And it's pronounced Grosjean? Grosjean. I've always wondered that. I've yeah. never known how to pronounce that. Yeah. Thank you. We, we lived Grosjean. in that apartment. God, it was small. Yeah. Okay, but if Joe lasts 10 years in the NBA and he turns out to be a really good NBA player, I he, he'll he be up there with Roy Carver, don't you think? As oh, definitely. Far, as far as the most – he's already one of the most famous people yeah. to – yeah. Come out of Muscatine just from what he's accomplished in high school and at Iowa. Yeah. So it's no, no, this is a fun time for him and it's a fun time for Hawkeye fans. And yeah, when they're normally I don't pay any attention to the draft if there's not an Iowa because I just I don't really care. But. So should I feel guilty tonight when I pour my first glass of wine that yes. Joe Wieskamp has never had alcohol? Well, I, in all fairness, you've never been invited to uh, the uh, draft. No, not, they're not at all interested. Never have been. So do you think you will think of Wies Camp when you start getting hammered tonight? I might. <laughs> He's going to get hammered. Just completely. I won't get hammered, well, but get I might. You, yes, I might think about it. If you Joe. close your eyes, you can envision him having, uh, you know, drinking with the raccoons. No, what I see him doing is just pounding his head on his kitchen <laughs> counter just to here, stay. Here, honey, have some scotch. So how many raccoons do you have left? <laughs> well, we don't, we don't know. Uh, I mean, we only ever saw three. That's what I saw. And so how did they do this again? They literally tore through your roof? They tore through some uh, soffiting, I think it is. And, uh, yeah, they tore it out and threw it down on the ground. And they had to throw a bunch of insulation down. They got a lot of nerve. It's amazing. Honest to God, it's amazing. what Pat, 
my mother's house, they tore through the roof. But she invited them in, didn't she? Well, she was feeding them every night. And when she she was gone, it's like Ernest T. Bass. I couldn't get in. I couldn't get in the Quad Cities because of the snow. They literally took off the shingles. They're scary. <laughs> raccoons scare me. Yeah, they're they're mean. They're mean. They have sharp teeth, sharp claws, they, rabies. They got everything. They're living on a different plane than we are. Yeah, they're they're, they're mean. mean. These things have society. You know, it's like the dog, dogs and cats. It really is a different society than ours. Yeah, they make uh, judgment calls that we would never make. But raccoons are also. Can we agree? They're freeloaders. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. They they don't build. They don't uh, build. Houses. They, they, they tear, tear houses down. down. They tear yeah. down. Now they're they're steal sucking food. Off. They they're, don't grow food. They're sucking off the suitors right now. They are. I mean, they're basically taking advantage of you and Ann, and, and it's not fair. I have nothing against raccoons except I want them the f out of my house. Oh, I would if I was you, man. I, I don't know how you sleep at night. Can you hear them now? Still? No. They no. We haven't heard anything. Then they're, then they're for probably days. gone. Well, except we trapped one yesterday. They one got trapped yesterday. So they're not. So the place gone. where they're coming in and out still hasn't been sealed. No, they, they well they sealed it yesterday. Oh, okay. So now they're probably going to be gone. Well, probably or rip or, or they'll just rip it open again. Yeah, yeah, one of the two. Hello. <laughs> Lonely old, <laughs> boring, <laughs> know it all, <laughs> fake, fake Grandpa Dirk. <laughs> You know, uh, Joe Wieskamp, he's a, oh, a lot of people don't know it. He's from Muscatine, Iowa. <laughs> it's a, I've driven right through it before. <laughs> it's a, a lot of people don't know Muscatine's right on the Mississippi River. <laughs> it's where Joe's it's where he's from. <laughs> Not, no kidding. But uh, they're famous for... Uh, Watermelons down there. <laughs> Carver Bandag pump. <laughs> Carver retread tires. <laughs> Musk melons. <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? No. <laughs> didn't. No. <laughs> That's right on Highway 22. <laughs> Halfway to Davenport almost. <laughs> That's where where Joe's from. <laughs> right there on the Mississippi River. <laughs> oh, okay, Captain. Your yes, response, Ingo. <laughs> your response, Captain. Birthplace of ninety-nine plus KFMA. Muscatine is. Yes, I did not. I was yeah. not aware of that. Yeah. No, but we had asked Joe before when we had him on his. I guess we could have asked him the. Kinnick thing, thing again, but it's not the same when you've asked him. I can't remember what he said. I can't either. I want to think that he may have said Garth Brooks, but I could be getting it mixed up with somebody else. But no, you could tell when he was, you could tell when he was talking how glad he is that McKinsey's going to be with him. I yes. had half a dozen people, and sorry, Rose, I had Rose, and half a dozen people wanted us to say hi to him. I'm not breaking in your guys' interviews to say hi to people. Oh, I actually had a couple people, too, and I forgot. And, yeah. and didn't Tommy want us to, us to say hi for his mom? Yeah, and I just... So we blew everybody it. off. We're equal opportunities. So does Rose know Joe? Well, she from came Hy-Vee. through... From yeah, from Hy-Vee. I guess he goes through her line a lot. Yeah. So, sorry, Rose, but um, Joe knows that you all all 
love him and mean well, I guess. Yeah. that's. But no, I had a couple of people too, and I always forget to do that stuff. Because I, I had actually been thinking a lot about, you know, how hard it would be with, with Mackenzie and dental school and Joe being on the road, you know, how really hard that would be. So I was actually kind of glad, well, actually was glad to hear that she didn't get it. Well, no, you could, you could sense it in his voice. Yes. I mean, it's relief yes. for him. He's in, deeply in love, and this is going to help him. As he embarks on this new career, because I'm, I'm telling you, I would think loneliness is probably an issue for some of these guys oh, when they, of course, when they is. get away from. I know he's been away from home, but you know, coming up to Iowa is a lot different. He's still 30 miles from his home. This is going to be a lot different for him. I mean, yeah. obviously, go, yeah. playing in the NBA, it's just going to be a lot different, and she's going to be there for emotional stability and support. And I think it's great for both of them. I, mean, I, I, I do think, too. I think it's a really neat story. It really is. Joe kind of represents what well, college is all about. To, yeah, after this, whatever, when she wants to get in, she try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if at first if she that's what she if still that's wants. what she wants to do. Yeah, yeah that's a that's huge commitment. That's what she wants to do because, I, and it's not easy to get in. They only have so many spaces. You know, I mean, seriously, it's like dental school sometimes is like the NBA. They only got so many spaces that they can, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't say anything about her ability or, no. Or anything like that. I and mean, it's just good to know that there's a very high selection process to become a dentist. I mean, mm-hmm. especially for somebody who's getting ready to have a lot of dental work done. These people are geniuses, what they're able to do. And But no, that's it's, it's a neat story. It'll be a neat story. I'm sure she'll be with Joe and the family tomorrow night. But this is, in a way, it's kind of what college sports is all about. And Joe's lucky that he's got the talent and the skill to go to the next level. Most don't. Well, I mean, the I, vast majority. The vast majority don't. I believe he's going to make an NBA team. I think he's going to make some life-changing money. But Joe's also the kind of guy that even if he hadn't played in the NBA, or what, what, he'd do some, He'd be successful. I oh, mean, he's absolutely. Obviously, very intelligent. Well, the old Big Ten commercial that they ran for so long that you know they show pictures of the athletes succeeding yes. in their sports and saying 99% yeah. of them will be uh, professional in something else. Yes. You, Guess the heat index right now. 92. Uh, 96. 100. I'm guessing Joe would be pretty employable down in Muscatine, too, if you ever decided to look look for a job down there. But no, he's got a bright future. Luca's got a bright future, with or without the NBA. But, man, I'm really pulling for these guys to make it in the league and to represent Iowa, partly because they're good guys. I mean, Luca, like Joe said, Part of the reason Joe was able to handle Luca's rise to stardom so well is because of what a good guy Luca is. Mm-hmm. Had Luca been a jerk, it would have probably caused some problems, but Luca wasn't. Tyler Cook was a great guy. I mean, I'm I, so glad to see him having the success. That I mean, he is. the interviews. I mean, Tyler Cook always treated the media with respect. He always gave us time after losses, and he just represented Iowa with so much class. And I, I like to see him having success. You like to see good things happen to good people. Uh, I wrote a column yesterday. Um, one of my last columns from Big Ten Media Day was about Tyrone Tracy. I mean, just the look on his face, how proud he was to be representing Iowa at the Big Ten Media Days in his hometown. You could just tell what it meant to him. And those are the little things that I take away from Media Days. I don't remember. Like like I said, little things that I take away. Like Barry Alvarez, he doesn't wear socks. For some reason, uh, Barry Alvarez, every time I see him, he'll have like suit coat and everything. And then you'll look and he'll be wearing like... Um, loafers with no socks the guy has something against socks 
Another little thing I noticed is how few rest areas there are in Illinois and Indiana compared to Iowa. That's true. Iowa, I don't know if they think we just pee more or whatever, because there's a rest area of every 15 miles. Man, you can drive for miles in Illinois and not find a rest area. No, that's what, true. Why, what is that, Captain? What's the answer behind that? I think that uh, people in Illinois, basically, that follow the Illinois are full of crap. <laughs> well, there's proof. <laughs> You know, we got all these rest areas in Iowa, and we don't even yeah. have that many Long John Silvers, so it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah. See, all this talk about Long John Silvers, and I can't go to one right yeah, now. Yeah, you could. You could drive up there today. Right I wouldn't to go to a Long John Silvers when they're serving those steak sandwiches. At the for, fair. Yeah, at the fair for now. Man, those are so good. Man, God, temp- good. How much are they? Um, Eight. Yeah. I'm tempted to drive out there and get oh, one. Oh, man, God, they are it's so, good. It's so hot, I'd have to race back to my car and eat it. I don't like eating when I'm hot. Yeah. I, I can't eat when I'm... It's, you know, actually, where we are, and I hate the heat, but where we are was pretty comfortable yesterday. It, it really was. These gigantic fans, and then the uh, uh, people across from us from Tyson's are blowing up balloons, and then the balloons are getting caught on the fans. And I think it makes even more, more breeze. <laughs> All these kids are screaming is it because t- they lost their balloons. Doesn't tomorrow, does the weather break a little bit tomorrow? Uh, Possible to, rain, right? Yeah, yeah not tomorrow, but uh, uh, Friday it's low 80s. So. God, that's going to feel like the 60s. Yeah, it really is. I mean, what's the high supposed to get today, 96? Uh, 95, heat indice of 110. Jesus, I may not go for a walk today. Yeah. I went for a walk early yesterday morning, but it's hard to do that today because I won't get out of here. I mean, yeah. it, it may be dangerous to go for a walk around noon today. I gave oh, Oopsie yeah. a little walk this morning, and I'll do it again this evening when it cools down a little. <coughs> does the feet? Does the heat affect her? It doesn't. It doesn't seem to because I try to <coughs> shift her over to the grass so that it's not so hot on her feet, but she she goes right back to the cement. Really? So it must not uh, mm-hmm. affect her very much. No. Hmm. Well, she's well, a- we we're get, we, we got to wrap her up because we got to go to the fair. God, it's already 10. Again, thanks again to Matt Weitzel for helping to arrange yes. getting Joe on in such short notice. Really appreciate it. And, Joe, good luck tomorrow night. Yep. All right. Hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It's free. We're going to go.